Good evening to all of those who join me in this dimension we call home. It is I, Wolf the Dog, DJ extraordinaire, and also enjoyer of slop. And I'm here to sling some sound directly to your ear canals. The radio station is called 694.2 PTBP. The time is now and forever ago simultaneously. And the best part of the show has arrived. And it is starting now. This here Howlin' with Wolf is from Ben Feliciano in Denver, Colorado. Who tweeted about the show and tagged at pretending pod a thing you can do too if you want to rule like rule not rule you know ben feliciano rules and he writes hey pretendy friendies i'd like to howl at my bandmates in younger than neil Listening to and talking about RPG podcasts is one of the many ways we pass the time at rehearsal or in the tour van, besides trying to guess who farted by scent alone. We're no kudzu with no backbone, but we do like making ska punk. A genre more dead than half the townspeople of the first season and PTBP. If it's not too much to ask, on May 5th through the 27th of 2023, I'd love to meet any fellow Denver fans at the opening of my first solo art exhibit at Memento Mori Art Gallery. I'll be there on opening night and periodically throughout the month. Visit benfeliciano.com art for more details wolf the dog praying for you but more importantly to you do you hear me wolf do you smell the blood on your altar p.s should i try different candles maybe you're not a fan of lavender <laughs> Thank you, dearest Ben. And I do hear you. I do smell you. And I do see you at all times. You're my favorite Ben so far. Even if you use the worst scented candle of all time. You make music, you make art, and you love little old me. And what's not to love about all of that? Remember, y'all, go to Old Ben's Art Show if you can and tell everyone there that Wolf sent you. If you want to write up something for your wolf to howl, tag at PretendingPod on the internet, fuck Al Gore, or write up a five-star review on the podcast app of your choice and make me awares of it. Oh, hey, you, yeah, you, you seem cool. So I'll let you in on a little secret. You can help support this show and make sure it keeps happening by exchanging five U.S. dollars for shitloads of bonus content over at patreon.com slash pretending pod. There's other cool shit on the internet too, and for a fair amount of it, the links are in the show notes. Lose your muse and choose to refuse an excuse to those whose blues cruise through the... What's that? No news? Are you for real? Yeah. My producer is telling me the boys, almost all of whom are in their early 30s now, except Luke who is 17 years old, I guess these dude kids do a fine job of reminding themselves where they were before things really get going.
Welcome back, y'all, and get ready for the world to unfurl. It's Alter Girl with My Life is Great and It's All My Fault. I always get the those like panda cookie things. You know what I'm talking about? They're like, I don't know, regular kind of cookie on the outside and then filled with panda meat? with like <laughs> chocolate and they're shaped like pandas. Whoa. That sounds good. They're super good, but they're always out of them. Now. And so now I learned uh, if you ask, the lady will go in the back for you. What does what kind of cookie is the outer cookie? Later? I will load it up and show you. It's like uh, that works at a lot of stores if they have it. <laughs> yeah, but I like never thought to do it because I like I, I would always like peek in the back to see what was back there, and it's just like people that like look at you like don't look back here. <laughs> I'm like okay, I won't. I also picked up a sea salt flavored soda, and it was really good. I know They're it was called Hello Panda. Uh. Wait, like oh, a soda water those. or with yeah, sugar? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, just like, I don't like cracker cookie kind of thing on the outside. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not what you think. It's not salty flavored, but it's, what? it's like the, sea what salt. What's it called I, that? Because it's like sea salt ice cream, so it's kind of a creamy soda. It was really good. Does Is it a little I'm, I'm sorry, salty? Is it like sea salt ice cream or is it called sea salt ice cream? No, it's called sea salt soda. Is it a little salty? Oh, so it's like just a cream a soda with a little salt. Yeah, but I'm like there wasn't a whole lot of saltiness to it, if uh, any. Like I think it was just what the flavor profile was closest you to. How disappointed Thomas and I are. I was too, oh, okay. except that it was really I, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're like Joe. Why didn't it suck? Hey Joe, what's your problem? Why aren't you talking shit on the yeah. thing you liked? I always get the uh, mango no, milk tea things. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. Whereas sea salt soda is almost inherently misleading. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a fucking it's not prank. Your fault, Jim. <laughs> yeah, it does. Welcome to episode twenty-six of season two of Pretending to Be People. We are back at it after a fair amount of time away. We were off in Holy Cow Farmland. That's right. Yeah. It's shit. And for for like four episodes, and before that, we left you on a uh, proverbial cliff. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's that? Who's here? Who is it? Who's here? Who is it's, she? Know. Say the Borat thing, Zach. Oh, I think we're live streaming. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. Just, nope. just recording. It's your friendly neighborhood, Taylor. <laughs> Tell us a joke or a fact. Oh, whoa. See you, Taylor. Wow. wow. What a weird fact that she said. <laughs> she left a dust cloud like Taylor shaped. Yeah. But she just <laughs> zoomed away. And a Taylor shaped hole in the door. Like <laughs> and my heart. Coyote. All the way Jeez. through the house. Aw. Oh, wait, Luke. Should we get that looked at? <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> That's way. Taylor is the, way bigger than just your heart. A lot of you has a hole through it right now. I think we're about the same size. <laughs> I can see the pl- like the plug that shot out and hit the wall in <laughs> her you're shape. All crushed. We could try to just <laughs> squish it back together like a a puzzle piece. That reminds me of a scene in Kung Pao: Enter the Fist, where he punches wow. a guy's stomach out. 
And he's like, what? And then he's like, okay, you can pass. I was thinking of the scene in the first episode of The Boys. Oh, oh yeah. shit. <laughs> There's not much rip- ripperable there. I was just picturing just the outline of Luke. Just with just a, oh, did, that's why you said just the crust, <laughs> just like a, like a cookie cutter. Yeah, I missed it, and I thought it's you were like, saying that I was, I I was made like, out yeah, of crust or something. Like it had already scabbed over. Yeah, I like, was like, weird take. <laughs> Weather or Earth or pizza? Just the Luke crust. <laughs> just the Luke crust. And like dong. I think that's a and realistic dong. interpretation. If they like stood like Michelangelo style, exactly. And like you blasted Taylor through. It. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The Vitruvian. Luke. Man, uh, crust. What would be a pizza <laughs> like? A Vitruvian. The, the Vitruvian. Uh, last we left off, the can crew was out of sorts. Yeah, yeah. Y'all done did a dang thing that people say that uh, you're not supposed to do, but something that we hear at pretending to be people really enjoyed. It. We're fond of it. Yeah. If you we split, split up the crew, baby, you can solve more of the mystery. That's exactly right. For Splitting the Discord is spoiler about chat, solving. not for <laughs> us who don't get to listen to those parts for like potentially a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> There's still a lot of the first season that I haven't heard. Same. I, I went back so through too, it yeah. for a lot of the Pennymore arc and respected um, a lot of choices more <laughs> than other people had made because I understood them. <laughs> yeah, we had some cliffhangers there. Julius was off on his own. I said sayonara. Peace. Bye-bye. We said deuces. Goodbye. Top notch. <laughs> top, top gun. I'm really happy with all the decisions that were made and uh, what we're about to get into, which we've already recorded. Spoilers. <laughs> 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 I was going to say, who are you starting with? A little behind the scenes here. Uh, I think we're going to start with Luke, which okay. we recorded I, a couple days ago. It was good. Oh, so we'll all not be in the room then. And then. <laughs> okay. Well, do, yeah, do I so, need, should I leave the room for you to record them then? I'll leave the room now. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that is what we need is a moment um, maybe as players together <laughs> to talk about this. I'm not sure you guys are allowed to talk about that right now. I think we got to... Well, you're, you're the DM. You can... We have to reconvene. <laughs> <laughs> you know the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? No. You'll see one later and you'll see the other after a while. Speaking oh. of which, we'll see you guys later while <laughs> we cut to Julius. After crocodile after while. After... <laughs> alligator later. Maybe they've made a box around me with their space-time bending powers. They have a certain eldritch hate-fuck factor about them. <laughs> also, Mr. Mime undoubtedly, canonically, fucked Ash's mom and is his father. That's some big dick energy. Is, is that, that real? <laughs> okay, last Google. Last is Google. Mr. I mean, Mime Ash's dad? Um... <laughs> Ever since Ash caught him in It's Mr. Mime time, Mr. Mime, a.k.a. Mimey, as he's been nicknamed, has been living with his mother in Pallet Town. Wow. So he's like a stepdad. It's Mr. Mime time, huh? Well, I'll be beating off to that later. That was enlightening. And now... You ready to get into it? Let's do it. There have been Luke, Luke. Hey, I'm here with Luke. I'm here. I'm Luke. Is Thomas here? Nope. Is Joe here? Not a chance. Is Justin here? Um. Oh, uh, oh he is. He's, he's hiding, hiding in, the in the closet. That's yep. right. Play with your keyboard. <laughs> and let's get those tones. Do what? Oh, he said he's beating off to Mr. Maya. <laughs> 
Okay, yeah, just be quiet. Yeah, 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 just play the music again. There have been some gaps in this story. Strangely, at our table, we've always accounted for each character's time with a like a completionist's mindset, but there's a very specific gap that I think that we should address. And that is, what did Julius Summers get up to the night of June 18th? Let's go back now to that wild night at the foundry. As a sweaty, writhing mass of interns drool, chant, and breathe all out of their slack-jawed maws. And the screen once again fades to black with the sound of shots being slurped greedily from the now saliva-covered bare stomach of Julius Summers. But this time, instead of cutting to the next day, let's take a look at later that night as Julius exits. Well, I guess I should just ask you, Luke. What's up, man? Uh, How does Julius Summers exit the foundry that evening? Amongst the excitement, Julius decides to dip. One of the interns rips their shirt and throws it on the ground. Uh, Julius grabs that uh, and cleans, cleans his stomach up a little bit, wipes some of the liquor and drool and other fluids off. And you hear the, the interns are like, uh, basically it's like ramping back up as another new initiate into the news conglomerates uh, foundry regulars here in the city hops onto the bar and takes your previous position. Julius stumbles out the front door of the foundry, looks around. He's alone. It's late. The sun's down. It's not quite up yet. (laughs) And he just starts walking down the road. He gets just out of eyesight of the foundry he stands up completely straight, looks his head over to the right, opens his mouth, and just vomits. But, like, <laughs> not like his body is telling him to, right. but, like, he's telling his body to. Yes. He throws up, starts walking, not stumbling at all, completely above the influence. Boop, boop. It's a text alert. He pulls his phone out and looks. It's a, uh, it's a text from a number that's, like... 62266 or something like that and it says it's like oh it's Bernie <laughs> yeah exactly it's one of those it's like looks like an automated text but um, it just says Z like a lowercase Z Julius looks at it understands puts his phone back in his pocket and starts to jog when he gets to the main road he pulls his phone out and calls a car. Where does this car end up? Well, the driverless car with the giant <laughs> camera on top pulls up. He gets in the back. What is that? It's like a self-driving car. Oh. You know, like the ones with the giant camera. It's like a prototype. <laughs> They're running in the city. That sounds cool. He gets in that because he doesn't want anyone to know no, where he's No, of course going. not. The car drives for a little while and eventually... He sees off in the distance a very tall space needle shaped tower (laughs) with a flashing light at the top. 
Yeah, not quite fully uh, space needle height, but a a poor attempt at the monument up there in Seattle, here in the city. And as you drive up, the car stops in the parking lot uh, where there is shit pouring down. There is a slight uneven level to this parking lot. There's one other car in this lot, and it is a slick, sleek, chic, clean, black, matte Jaguar XE is the only other car. Who the fuck mows their lawn (laughs) at a reasonable time of day? 4.30 in the morning (laughs) when we're recording this. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. We've never dealt with that before. (laughs) It's weird. Should we 30 seconds of silence just I think so, yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) We'll see if that works. It's the only other car in the lot, and your driverless car has now parked. Julius gets out of his car, looks over at the Jaguar, looks up at the zeitgeist. I hope the elevator is broken. And he starts uh, heading towards the zeitgeist, and he's going to run up those stairs. Because he knows he's going to meet somebody at the very tippy top. At the very tippy top. And as you approach, uh, we see the lovely ground all around this area. Oh, it's so lovely. Untouched, even. Unbroken. Man, there's Uh, no holes around here. As if uh, really no one's hung out around here, at least in a digging capacity. And you walk into the a jar door at the bottom of the zeitgeist. Do you even check if the elevator is down? No. (laughs) He's getting the leg workout in. And he goes up how many flights of stairs? What a rude question. (laughs) Okay, cut that. I think it was like eight. (laughs) He uh, starts running up countless flights of stairs. So many. Less than 10, probably. And uh, once he gets, there's like one more flight of stairs, he finally maybe starts feeling a little something in his legs, but he's a little disappointed with such a meager workout. I mean, are your thighs like, do you have a chafe issue with these big boys? No, the pants that he's wearing, all his pants that he owns are specifically tailored. Reinforced. Right, to not (laughs) chafe his legs because he's going to be working out, Mm -hmm. whether it's in athletic gear or a suit yep there is a high probability he'll be getting leg day in and you open up the door into the top of the zeitgeist this this old and decrepit room in a large circle you kind of see around the rounded corner of this uh this kind of internal bar and the windows some of which are no longer there around the outside and standing in uh kind of up against where there was a window once. You see a woman familiar to you wearing a black suit, white shirt, black sunglasses, and a tattoo runs out of her sleeve and down her hand. It's like a scaly tail that reaches down and around. She turns, holding a package in her hand that's closest toward you. Mr. Summers? You made it very quickly. Yeah. Hmm. I was on my way out of initiation or whatever you want to call it. With the... The crew. How is that going? 
exceedingly well. Good. I'm learning a lot about TV stuff. Well, as long as that TV stuff continues to carry the weight of what you text me about earlier, the, the Goddle Farm, and I mean, do you think there's anything going on with this Kaylee Silver woman? They're trying to play it off like, you know, maybe she snapped or something, but there's something more to it. We'll get something soon. I can feel it. It's only been a day. I mean, I did see some farm wrestling, but other than that, nothing too crazy. She looks at you with a wry smile and is like, well, I just want you to remember that with the pressure that we're putting on the Gato company, we're going to likely have to deal with some Gato-owned pigs here in the city. And for each one that, um, I don't know, let's say doesn't have a job anymore, it's going to earn you uh, quite the promotion. It's rise through the ranks. She smiles. What's in the package? Don't worry about what's in it. It needs to be delivered. 7251 West Shift Street. In exchange, you'll receive a package as well. We'll be in contact when I need to retrieve it. Sounds good. Do you want me to leave first or? No, it'll take too long getting down the stairs. Let me go. (laughs) And with that, Julia Summers bounds down the stairs back out of the zeitgeist through the bit of woods down to the parking lot where the driverless car is waiting. He goes into the app and sends the car home and he's getting getting a run in. You pull up 7251 West Shift Street. It's like, how far would you be willing to run right now? (laughs) He, when he pulls it up, the walking directions say two hours and 17 minutes, 45 minutes. A bit out of breath. It's been a long fucking day. It's late. He's feeling like maybe a beer made it into him. (laughs) And you come across this old, old house. It's seemingly like built by someone with a specific image in mind of what they wanted their home to look like. It's not like any of the other older homes in the area. A lot of ranch style houses around here. And this one is kind of a mix between that older look with almost like a modern architecture to it. The yard is absolutely filled with all sorts of oddities. Um, Massive sculptures of birds of prey and reptiles. Other seemingly decorative objects. (laughs) objects <laughs> all of which look um extremely old and handpicked hmm julius um doesn't really care he's there to give and get and then get out where do you go up to the front door knock on the door knock on the door your mailman just walked up <laughs> That's good timing. Let's get him. <laughs> Do you want to be a guest? <laughs> That's a scary question. <laughs> be my guest. You can, uh, you know, put our put our service to the test. We can check him before we wreck him. Housekeeping. <laughs> Julius thinks and then laughs. <sighs> David Spade. Who is it? 
I got a package. Door opens. You see a uh, man with a short beard, flannel shirt, cargo pants, rugged boots. He's got just like stained with dirt all over his shirt, all over his hands, wearing a bit of like a uh, gray-brown cowboy hat. Just a bit of one, apparently. He's wearing a faded gray-brown cowboy hat. And you see behind him in the entryway, there is a shovel leaning up against the wall within view that is glinting in the morning light shining in through the door. He quickly takes the package from you. Julius grabs it away. You first. Oh, yes, of course. My uh, my deepest, uh, sincerest apologies. Mm-hmm. Let me grab that for you. And he closes the door. You hear a bit of a rummage. <laughs> he rummages rummage, to rummage, completion. Rummage. <laughs> and then he comes back to the, <laughs> to the door, opens it up, and hands you a, uh, a bag, a tote bag. Julius grabs the bag, uh, hands over the package, and then kind of like gestures to the yard and it's like so like what's uh what's all that oh do you enjoy the pieces uh they're interesting yes yes i uh I, every single time i drive back or leave my home i get to look at them and be reminded of all the wonderful things uh, his he gets a off distance look he's gone in the in the sunrise as he's off on my many expeditions but julius looks down at his watch and back up at this guy and he's still smiling looking he off nods his head and uh is gonna head out yes have a uh, an excellent morning sir mm-hmm. julius <laughs> is gonna walk away and uh he's gonna look in the bag <laughs> Oh, he looks in the bag? Yeah, since it, if it was a package, he was going to not unwrap it, but sure. it's in a bag, he's going to look. Yeah, there's a piece of parchment. Uh, he's going to read it. <laughs> uh, it is this parchment that has a language on it that you've never seen before. And do you have any skills? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I need my character sheet. Huh? <laughs> okay, do I have any skills? I do. <laughs> what specifically? I'm looking for SIGINT or a specific language or archaeology, history. Julius has a 70 SIGINT. Oh. <laughs> oh, does he? Interesting. Okay. Uh, and with this uh, 70 SIGINT, let's roll, baby. 61 on a 70. 61 on a 70. It tells you two things. One, this is a stone rubbing. And two, you've never seen this language before, but you think you might know someone who can help you out with it. Hmm. Julius makes a note of it. In fact, he takes a picture of it on his phone, puts it back in the bag kind of how it was and then um julius is gonna jog home and he can leave it on the kitchen counter for his handler who is his roommate let's go now to july 6th let's pick up exactly where we were with julius summers as you walked 
Up through the hall, the can studio, you hear Tyfe whistling. You open up the door and you see your Uncle Tyfe Raylan standing behind his desk and you see two other people sitting at chairs on either side closer to you, both kind of turned back looking at you. You see cops, one tall, kind of spindly, one short, bald, jacked, and they all look at you. Julius fucking my baby boy, what's up, Neff? How's it going? How you living? Oh, forget about it. Come hungry for you. We got some stuff we need to take care of. Where's your boys? Where's Beck? Where's Cal? I'm the only one that's going to be here. Why is that? I thought I told you to bring the whole team down, baby. They're not going to do what you want them to do. And what is that that I want them to do? Give up on the Gato Company. Give up? Give up? No, no, absolutely. I would never give up on the Gato Company. And you see uh, Officer Riley and Officer Wiley sitting in these chairs, smiling real big, kind of laughing to themselves. Uh, no, no, we are uh, absolutely not giving up on the Gato Company. The Gato Company? Is what's taking us into the future, baby boy. Come on, Neff. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. It's promotion time. Uh, now, I, I you know. have some videos on your phone, I believe, Julius. Yes? Uh, photos, videos, stuff like that? Yeah. Let's see I've that phone. Before I show you any of this, I you know, I have some some demands. Okay, okay, calm down. Demands are one thing. Requests are another for our new promotion man. Okay, well, and Julius reaches into his pocket and pulls out a list that is written on a napkin from Where Are We? We're at (laughs) Billy (laughs) Kid's Bar, duh. Duh. I need a personal assistant. And? I want a, a fully catered breakfast buffet every day from Bidet Goal for the whole staff. Interesting. Wow, that's a weird one. I'm not done. I want your I want your private executive bathroom. Whoa. Coming from coming from and, my and I want you to pay for it to get remodeled by the team at Bedagle. What? I want full control of what gets played on can. Wow, that's a big one. I I want Cal to be the lead anchor. Okay, that's kind of doable more so. I want Beck to get any equipment or really anything that he asked for. Yeah, up to a certain monetary amount, sure. I want the title of executive producer. Okay. I want a, a free pass from all the cops. Um, the sh- the the short jacked one immediately stands up with like almost bald fists and is like, uh, um, uh, sorry, sorry, um, oh. What did you just say? I don't want to get pulled over for speeding. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no speeding is fine, 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 sure. But and I want. Did hu- you? What did you call us just then? Was it cops? Right. I said the cops, city PD. Julia starts to sweat a he little bit. He slowly kind of sits back down and says, uh, "Yeah, that's what I fucking thought." I I want hush money. I want them to pay me not to show this. How much? 
How much do they pay you? Money? No, no, no. I'm not in it for the money, dude. Come on, man. This is this is the future, Julius. We're talking about a whole new world, man. We're talking about a million dollars. I mean, a bonus, a signing bonus. Is that what we'll this talk is? about it later? We'll get the details down later. <laughs> Now listen, this is important. This is an important one. I want a Tony Little's Gazelle Freestyle Glider Home Fitness Exercise Machine with the workout DVD in my office. Is that like hard to find? I don't know. <laughs> I remembered it. And it's good for your thighs. Okay, I'm almost done. Okay. I want a travel and fitness show that runs after the 5 o'clock news. And I want to call it Summer's Vacation. <laughs> he laughs like I just laughed at that one. And is like, that actually sounds like a great pitch. And we can at least, yay, we can talk about that for sure. Okay. And then this one, I will not concede on this one. I want the marbles reinstalled in the walkway of the entrance. And he pulls out a marble from his little pocket. Of course, yeah. And he flicks it over towards one of the gops. The tall, spindly one kind of catches it. As he's reaching out to catch it, Julius pulls out two pistols. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And shoots at both of the cops. Oh, my God. Okay, shit. Fuck. What's your... What's your... uh, What's your dexterity? My dexterity is 75. Okay, yes. You also caught him by surprise, so you get to go first and... That is after your surprise round. So let's start with a deeply surprising round. (laughs) (laughs) That's a five. That's a five. (laughs) Okay. All right. Roll a D10 for each of the shots against these two dudes. A two and a 10. A two and a 10. Okay. You flick this marble in the air. Wilson Wiley, the tall spindly cop, reaches up to grab it, and you fire directly through his hand with one of your shots as the other one hits the marble, which (laughs) embeds itself directly between the other guy's eyes. Yep, and he has to roll constitution. He does stay conscious, uh, but he's lying flat on the ground at this point. Blood is like spraying out around where the marble has embedded itself, and Tyfe is freaking the absolute fuck out. But Wilson, Wiley, immediately dives for cover behind the desk with Tyfe and flips it on its side. Uh, Tyfe's enormous solid wooden desk is now in between you and Wilson Wiley, the tall spindly gob, and Tyfe Rayland, your uncle, while Richard Riley lays on the floor. Tyfe yells out to you with his turn. Whoa, 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 whoa. Come on, Julius. What the fuck? I ain't going back to Barstow. And with that, it's Richard Riley's turn, and on the ground he moans back up to the top of the order. It's your turn. Tyfe, if you're not armed, you better not arm yourself. This is not over. And then he starts running towards the desk, towards Wilson, and he wants to, in his mind, he's going to hop the desk, Mm -hmm. catch Wilson's head between his legs, spin, and then land on the ground with his gun aimed at Tyfe. Okay, you were super close, so this is just going to be a melee 
attack, but I need you to roll an athletics first to successfully dive over the desk. Uh oh. <laughs> I rolled a 90. 90 is not going to do it. So as you're running up, Wilson Wiley just kind of stands at the last possible moment, throws his hands up as kind of a block. His hands are the only thing up above, and so they're kind of grabbing on either side of the inner thighs and just kind of like holds you right there, and you're like sitting on top of the desk at this point in time, and the two of you are grappling each other essentially at this point, and it's Tyfe's turn. You can now see him as you're looking down directly at him, and he just kind of sits back, and he's like, I don't have a fucking gun, Julius. What the fuck, man? I'm not going to... Good. Yeah, duh. And it's Richard Riley's turn. You hear just kind of this like... And he's slowly getting himself off the ground behind you, but that's going to take his entire turn to just kind of like right himself at this point, and it's back to you. So Julius is sitting on the overturned desk Mm -hmm. with... Wilson's hands basically clenched between his legs. Yeah. Uh, He's going to shoot Wilson right in the face. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Okay, so because you're within distance of him, he's going to run, he's going to roll unarmed combat against your firearms. Okay. I got a 19. I failed with a 77. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Uh, So So how do you execute this man? (laughs) Unfortunately. Oof. Julius is sitting on the overturned desk with Wilson's hands clenched between his thighs. Julius spreads his legs, lets Wilson's hands free. Mm-hmm. Julius is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then just shoots him right between the eyes. He's literally like fumbling for his gun and can't get it out of his holster. And as you're firing, he's like, <sighs> and his gun goes off as well. Tyfe is there with a bullet through his shin and he's like, whoa! No! What the? Oh my god, he's dead! Oh, he's fucking... As he's throwing up, he's about to pass out and he's like, I'm about to pass out, man! And he... And yet he just continues to vomit as Richard Riley is finally standing slowly looking up with you just executing his partner. That's probably good, right? For him? He (laughs) fires at you (laughs) and he puts a bullet right into your shoulder for three points of damage. How many hit points do you have? I was at six. Oh, god damn. Uh, (laughs) Oh, shit. So, yeah, he is down to three hit points and it hurts. With that, you need to roll a constitution check in order to stay conscious as you take half of the hit points 24 on it. in damage that you currently have. With a 24, you stay with it, and it is your turn once again. This, uh, this dude behind you has just shot you through the shoulder. There's a dead man in front of you, and Tyfe is puking his brains out with a hole in his shin to the left of you. As soon as Julius gets shot. God! Damn it! I thought you're fucking dead. 
You turn around, you see a dude with a marble deeply embedded, so deeply that if you miniaturized yourself to the point to where each hair on a uh, on an eyebrow was the same height as you, and then you walked across his forehead, you would have no trouble traversing the terrain. Um, <laughs> Julius looks at the guy who just shot him, looks over at his uncle, fuck, and he walks up to Richard Riley and is going to just try to punch the marble into his brain. Oh, shit. Finish what he started. Okay, so he's going to he's going to put up a fight here. We're going unarmed combat against each other. He succeeds with an ot 6. 83. Oh shit. Okay. With one arm. I mean, his he got shot through the left shoulder. He rolls a 2, so that's only one point of damage. As you go to punch him, he just grabs your arm, kind of throws you back and throws a left hook at you at the same time. Your nose has recently been like completely obliterated and then then healed by some sort of wild tech. You immediately feel your nose kind of like, like bust back open as you go to two hit points you once again have to roll a constitution check to stay conscious as the world around you vibrates and your stomach just oh nope the vibration is gone your stomach feels like fucking steel and you've never ever been more focused crit success your turn let's go Julius shoots him he gets punched in the face. No thoughts go through his mind other than this has to end. And he just unloads his clip into this guy. Okay. We're rolling against each other once again. 59, which is a pass. 26, which is a pass. And as you both go for your guns at the exact same time, you kill him. You, your back is up against the wall. It's unceremonious. You wanted to do the fun Marvel thing. In your mind, you're like still bummed that you didn't quite yeah. finish him off in that way. But, you know, you were about to fucking die. Yeah. Uh, Julius's vision is kind of tunneling in a little bit. He's losing some blood. His face is on fire from his re-broken nose. And who knows, probably facial bones as well. Julius walks over to Tyfe. Oh, what the fuck, Julius? Julius, seriously, you can't. We were on to something, Julius. We were, we were on to something. What you want, and what I want, they don't match up. I have one more thing on my list of demands. Whatever you want. Whatever you want, Julius. Whatever you want is yours. Tell me I'm a real Raylan. A real Raylan? No, you're not a fucking Raylan. A Raylan wouldn't shoot anybody in cold blood like this. Coming in my office, shoot cops. I'm... What is... Why are we going to have to call the police? Everything's fucked now, man. Everything's fucked. You fucking ruined everything. You fucking ruined everything. Julius uh, holsters the gun that he emptied the clip on, pulls out the one that he still has bullets in, puts it up against Tyve's head. Are you fucking Tell me I'm a Raylan. me, Julius? Tell me I'm a Raylan. Is that what this is about? Tell me I'm a fucking Raylan. You've lost your grip is what, what Julius? Here runs down Julius's face as he pulls the trigger. 
The body of Ty Fraylin slumps down into a pile of his own vomit. Immediately, the body of Wilson Wiley farts. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. I'll never get used to the stench of death. Roll grip. Mm, nah, that's not going to do it. That's an 89 on a 25. For murdering unarmed family member, I'm going to go ahead and say D4 plus one. Yeah. <laughs> One plus one. Two grip. And that puts me past a breaking point. Hey, that's fitting. <laughs> what should we go with? We've got a, a fucking mess is the situation that you're yeah. in. Uh, uh, it's a giant mess. Julius just killed his uncle who, you know, whether they got along, he still killed his uncle that he loved. And so Julius, instead of dealing with the horrific situation in front of him, goes somewhere else just leaves no in his mind oh shit he doesn't see the dead body of ty Freeland. he doesn't see two dead cops <laughs> he sees interesting little figurines reminiscent of oh, the sculptures from the right. front yard <laughs> and the vomit a water feature of course the blood, a little pond. <laughs> he sees little koi fish swimming in it. Oh, Ty, Ty wouldn't like this. Oh, no, no. He likes it a lot neater. I gotta get this stuff out of here before he sees it. And Julius uh, starts cleaning up the office to get out the sculptures. All right, roll forensics to uh, clean up the murder scene. That you just created an 81. So that's not gonna cut that's it. That's not gonna cut it. That's not gonna do it. Um, you've gotten the sculptures where? Like, how are you getting rid of these sculptures? Are they in the bathroom, the executive bathroom? They're in, uh, well, Tyfe has his uh, closet. shower. Well, Tyfe in the office has his closet uh, full of suits in case he needs to change for a different occasion or if he works late. So Julius gets the sculptures yeah. and puts them in the shed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is the, the closet there. Yep. He kind of likes the water features. He thinks maybe maybe they're not too bad, so he leaves those. <laughs> Plus he doesn't know how he's going to what Move. fill it in or yeah. something. You know. Yeah, it's too much. Julius, um, he wants to meet back up with his friends, honestly. He's had a hard day. Mm-hmm. Julius walks out of the office confident that uh, he's, you know, at least gotten rid of the sculptures that some people might think are a little gaudy or ugly, but they're hidden away in the shed. He walks out of the office, goes downstairs, and then once he sees the marble entrance without the marbles, yeah, he kind of comes back to... You hear a voice from behind you. <laughs> Julius? Julius, and you turn around, and it's uh, it's the intern. D- uh, can I can I get you a, 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 a coffee or anything? Can you 
drive me to the Natcher hole? Um. Okay, where's your car? Uh, <laughs> roll uh, persuade. Forty-one on a sixty. He he fails deeply, and he's just like, oh, oh fuck. Okay, okay, fuck. Uh, and he turns around, and you like, you see, kind of the office has a mass all kind of in hushed tones speaking to each other. People are on their phones. People are taking pictures and video as Jeremy kind of walks toward you nervously looking back at everyone. Uh, Okay, okay, we're going to the natural. Uh, All right, see you guys. Let's go, uh, you. Jeremy. Yeah. Stevie, Stevie, over here, Stevie. It's us. It's Cal Colorado and Cal Beck. Colorado and Beck Wilder. The two of you are in Cal's vehicle, which is a sweet Mercedes C-Class. And you are sitting at the northeast corner of the Natcher Hole. Oh, look at that. I pointed at each of them and they were like, hey, uh, I just took notes on this, actually. 30 more seconds to silence. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to comment that your house is so perfectly still. Like, that was a real silent silence. Thank you. I mean, it, if we heard it shift, like the foundation or something, like <laughs> during the 30 seconds of silence, that would be very unsettling. I don't know why I was just like, oh, you're probably wrong. Um, well, that's kind of our thing, right? <laughs> Uh, we're supposed to be at the south gate. Are we parked at the northwest corner? So it, the, my notes say northeast side of northeast. What the south gate? Hole. What south gate are you talking about? SG, the natural hole. Ah, SG. Oh, SG. We think is for Stevie Goddle. Well, now, now that we've seen her, pop I was going to say it's been a while. Scratch, scratch, scratch. All that. Yeah, I mean that's scratch kinda... the part where I look dumb. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I do that for to me. To be fair, the natural <laughs> hole used to be a stadium, so having a south gate isn't isn't the most ridiculous thing. No, it's absolutely not. And uh, you that do. Makes it <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to what Thomas said. <laughs> Let's go to the South Gate. I used Stevie, to work Stevie. at a church called South Gate. <laughs> oh. This is probably pretty triggering for you. Yeah, I was the janitor. That sounds like a nice job. It actually. was lovely. Yeah, I was the nice. nighttime janitor. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's around. You're in a neat big building. I was also like solidifying my lack of faith at that point. So it was uh, a nice uh, setting. For Did you it. pissing on the pews and you're like, well, they were clean when I got done with them. I don't. Did you play the organ? <laughs> uh, there was no organ. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in a church with an organ. Very fun. But not that one. Bummer. You want to call for Stevie? Stevie! <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stevie, 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 Stevie. It's us. Hey, hey, Cal, Colorado. You guys are at the northeast corner of the natural hole. Exactly where we're supposed to be. Exactly. To catch the crooked cops. Goddle cops. You saw Stevie, this scrawny little dude wearing cigarette-legged jeans and an oversized black hoodie. They have earbuds plugged into their ear holes and a thick wall of dark wavy hair covers their eyes, nose, and top lip, only revealing a black lipstick-covered bottom lip 
pierced with a small hoop. It's a good thing our trusted comrade and colleague Stevie Gottel is here to help us apprehend these men who are meeting the mysterious and criminal SG. The SG, yeah. <laughs> As written down in their notes. And um, I, just, I thought Beck, that, I'm so glad Stevie's here to help us find the nefarious SG. I thought that meant Southgate. I did too, to be honest. I have many fond memories of coming to this natural hole with my father. And we'd always come in the South Gate, the People's Gate. <laughs> he insisted we sit in the bleachers. I, I wasn't around when it was still a ballpark. I was actually at the game where the sinkhole ate Lefty Rodriguez. Oh my God. Well, he wasn't very good. <laughs> he insisted on batting right. <laughs> Uh, if you could both roll alertness at a negative, uh, I'll just give you a negative 20 for the conversation that you're having. I uh, fail. I crit fail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Stevie, Stevie, where did they go? Oh, oh shit. Stevie? Stevie? As you're looking around, Cal, you look out of the driver's side window and you see that there is blood on the street next to your car and then it's going in a line back around and then at that very moment you see Stevie coming back around the front of the car uh, with uh, some sort of contraption in their hand and they are spilling out blood they finally connect Oh, I uh, hate blood. Circle. I press, I slam on the gas. <laughs> you, uh, you described her making the circle for too long. <laughs> I'm just going to let, going to sit here and let you trap me. <laughs> well, I mean, I am going to finish what I was doing because you failed uh, your check. <laughs> uh, and so... Stevie is muttering something under their breath, and as you go to hit the gas, and the blood finally meets back up around this Cadillac, I need you both to roll power. <laughs> Critical success. Ooh. 33 on a 60. Uh, I pass a 30 on a 75. Immediately, the two of you are standing in front of a large estate. You're standing on a sort of synthetic, almost bouncy material, like a sidewalk. And there's a row of homes in front of you. And one of these homes is slightly larger, slightly nicer than the rest. Absolutely gorgeous architecture. Well-kept garden. Well-kept. <laughs> What's the first thing that goes through Cal Colorado's mind? Oh my God, what the fuck? Uh, and in that moment, as you as you speak with, with each word that comes out of your mouth, the reality around you sort of loses its shimmer, loses its sharpness. Uh, it's almost like you're speaking away the reality that you're currently this isn't, in. This isn't happening. This isn't happening. I'm in my C-class. I'm in my C-class. That's where I am. And as you say that, you are sitting in your C-class. You're looking over at Beck, and Beck's eyes are kind of like rolled back yeah. in his head. I started slapping him. 
Beck Wilder, you feel the slaps. Beck, Beck, come back. Come back. You're in the C-class. I'm in, I'm in the C-class. You are, you are Beck Wilder. I'm in C-class. I'm Beck Wilder. The best damn cameraman in the world. I'm the best cameraman in the world. What the fuck? Is Stevie still around? In the rearview mirror, you see Stevie Gondola slipped into the back seat of the Cadillac, seemingly while you were out. However, they are out currently. Eyes kind of rolled back, but like they might come to at any moment. Stevie? Stevie? Cal hit her. I, I open my, my driver's side door and I pour my coffee out on part of the blood circle and try to disperse, like make it no longer a complete nice. circle. Cool. Very nice. As you do so, Stevie kind of like rouses. Oh, what? Hey, hey, Stevie. Uh huh. What the fuck? Uh huh. That's yeah. What'd you just do to us? That's fair. Um, what's up? Um, Stevie. Not much. What's I up don't with you? Like to speak harshly to the people that I work with, but you are rapidly declining on my list of favorite can interns. Why don't you tell us what's up? Yeah. Yeah, 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 um, 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 Stevie, where's Fox? I don't know. Where's I mean, our footage? You, you saw the news, right? Did you take him to the bridge? No, I didn't take him to the bridge. Like, that's not Fox. Like, that thing just, like, I mean, now that it... You admit, though, that you blew the plan, because we were supposed to keep him tied up down there, and we could tell that you let him loose. I thought I could... I mean, <sighs> clearly, I'm not... As good at it as my dad is. Fuck. That was Grover's course that we saw, wasn't it? Oh, were you in there for a, a second? Yes. And it was Grover's course, was it my house? Well, I don't think we visited your house, Stevie, but it was a nice house. <sighs> yeah. Those damn bouncy sidewalks, was that your house? Yeah, I mean, it was probably my house. It's like where it was going to start. Stevie, but... why did you do this? Did you know a place like home us? Well, I mean, no, it's like in your... That's one of my favorite movies, Stevie. I would appreciate it if you didn't give it negative connotations for me. If I could try... I mean, honestly, if I could do it again, that would be... I, I think you guys would maybe like... No, like I, don't, it. I don't think so, Stevie. They want us like dead there, right? Like we were, we escaped no, 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 a trial. But, like you weren't there. You were just there in your brain, you know? Like we all got out together. And like, I know that I bailed... And I'm really sorry about that, but I... So so what, Stevie? We spend the rest of our lives in this parking lot imagining ourselves in Grover's Gorge? Okay, so, like, it's a little confusing, but mostly I, I'm just scared right now, honestly, because uh, there's some, some shit going down. And yeah, I... clearly you could handle it yourself, Stevie. Why don't you tell us what the shit is? And uh, maybe while we're still your friends... If we're still your friends, we can help you out of it. Okay, so I I know um, the footage got stolen, right? Yes. Beck does a kind of embarrassed nod. And so, like, I'm getting it back? To give to us? For us? Or... So, so, like, maybe not? Like, what it, like, I had maybe a different plan, but... Cal looks very, very seriously at them and says, Stevie, this is the news. Yeah, 
it was probably enough to like get my dad to give me whatever I wanted. So I was just gonna like use it as blackmail. Yeah, could have. I do not condone blackmail. I thought that you but might not. Beck, maybe if you passed a roll, <laughs> definitely Julius. <laughs> you could have just gotten a copy. But a copy's no good if it goes on the news. If it's already out there, then what's the blackmail good for? I mean... You were all very, very specifically intent on wanting to get it on the television. Stevie, is there really something your father could have given you that was more valuable than a letter of recommendation from Cal, Colorado? Yeah. Oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, name a number. (laughs) Or like... Five. Yeah. 27. 18. Negative 90. 11. Okay, put a million on the end of any of those except for the negative one because I don't know how that would work out. And then, yeah, that's probably like on the table. You would owe him then if it was a negative, probably. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I don't want to do that one. No. But I thought that um, it might be enough to where I could actually take over and get him to like fuck off. But maybe not. I don't know. Uh, Stevie, I've got to question your logic there that your father would voluntarily give you enough of his fortune for you to take him down with. Yeah, I think in that case you would just blackmail him to have the company, not for a number that would then be enough to buy it from him. See, this is why you should watch the news. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you guys think? How much should I ask for? Cal, like, sighs deeply. Well, what is he worth? I mean, the company, I think, is 8.3-something, maybe 8.4, I don't know, somewhere in there. Bill. Oh, I thought you meant negative million. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No. no. (laughs) Stevie, do you have the tape? What? Have you made the pickup yet? No. I want to human that. Pass. 20 on a 70. Clearly, Stevie was caught completely off guard, and it's almost like you've stripped them down to their veneer like is by asking the question. And you can just see, like, right through, like, a very simple, like, no, that hasn't happened yet. How did you set up this meeting? Like, did you know the cops? The gops, by the way, did you know that? Well, see, it hasn't even happened yet, so we need to figure out where they are. Yes, I... Hold on. I'd like a sidebar with Beck. Yeah, for sure. Could you put yourself in your circle or something? <laughs> just do like a really tiny one in your seat there. Or or just, you know, you could remake the one you made and we'll step out of the car. Okay, so I... Because you guys both like passed your power and especially with the crit success, like I didn't have you roll grip in the moment and that's starting to feel a little bit. You're right. But I could see this dawning on us how fucked up that was. I mean, as you say, as you mentioned that we didn't take a grip test, I'm like, oh, yes. By the way, Stevie, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Can you both roll grip? (laughs) Uh, Pass. Ten. On a 42. I pass. Uh, 25 on a 49. Uh, you were both whisked away somewhere mentally for a second, but it's not as if uh, they couldn't have 
you know, maybe projected some sort of image onto your eyeballs or something. Technologically speaking, like something could have happened that made you feel like you were elsewhere. And I don't know, like <laughs> we were real tired and just dozed off real quick. Yeah. A quick <laughs> nap. Why not? That makes way more sense than mine. <laughs> I'm like, it's some wild tech thing that it's hot and new in the city. Cause you know, the tech in the city is getting out of hand well, these days. Not even in the city. Like it could just be Grover's Gorge tech. We oh. saw all kinds of amazing things there. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense that they, oh, you did a little VR. Like, mm -hmm. what are those external in the, in VR? The fluid, like, aggressive attack VR. <laughs> That's awesome, actually. There are nano projectors in the fluid that she encompasses. You know how they filmed the Mandalorian on that circular green screen? Right, right, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. Yeah. But a portable technology. Yeah. That's, I don't think that they have that like here, but that sounds like a Grover's Gorge kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. It was wild. Yeah. Remember what they did? You know, when you got jackaloped? Yeah. Yeah. It fixed you right up. So, of course, they could Mandalorian us in my C-class. Beck feels his backside. Yeah, I remember. Feels better than you think as you have the memory of the pain. <laughs> <laughs> and Stevie just kind of like slips out of the Mercedes Cadillac. And Stevie just kind of slips out of the Cadillac at this point. Was it for fucking Mercedes? <laughs> Other way around. You had it. And, and Stevie. No, 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 no. No, Stevie, uh, why don't you stay right there in the backseat yeah, and okay. we'll slip out. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, of yeah. this, what, what kind of car is this? It's a Mercedes C-Class. Cool. <laughs> yeah, we, Which we, Luke assured us was nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we... We slip out of the yeah. car, but uh, Beck, since we lost sight of Stevie so easily a few minutes ago, is going to like be staring into the back seat as we talk. I think, yeah. <laughs> what you, what you got, Cal? Well, that's the question. Beck, what do we have here? I mean, I've been kind of nervous about once we got to this point at every place we've gone so far about like how we physically get it back. Like, they probably got guns, dude. And they're expecting Stevie. If we can keep Stevie on our side... I think they're our best bet at getting the footage back. So we probably need to stay out of sight, though, for the handoff, right? I don't think we can be a part of it. Cal is thinking very seriously for a minute, and he says, I think our best bet at getting the footage and showing the public is if, for now, we let Stevie believe that they can go through with the blackmail. Yeah, I think at the very least. Cal vomits. <laughs> <laughs> on the steering wheel or remember we're out of the car you're in oh, the car God motherfucker damn it. I... you are you are where we can fucking see you <laughs> it's really smart that's what we mean when we say family Beck wants to open his door real quick pop his head in Stevie what was the like terms of the deal were you gonna pay them money or how are you gonna get the stuff from them oh they're like uh, already on the got all payroll so i oh, just acted like they just think I was you're still an agent of exactly yes. yeah you're like the next higher up that you're exactly. they're passing it on to what yeah. time are you supposed to meet them stevie uh well they're late fuck uh oh beck looks around where were you supposed to meet them like the south gate yeah the south gate oh the people's gate you know i used to go there with my father but we don't have time for that stevie <laughs> <laughs> fuck. you need to go right away we're gonna let you carry out your blackmail what? Really? We think it's for the good of the people. Yeah, it is. And then once you've got yours, we get ours. That's right. We need a copy, though. Okay, yeah, you guys get exclusive. Like, you're the first people who get it, right? Cal looks hard at Beck. 
Yeah, Beck returns and, the and same they, kind of and they, they nod. face. So you guys look hard at each other? Yeah. Yeah. Real hard. Yeah, it's hot. And then, um, no, don't leave that in <laughs> I mean, what do you expect me to fucking do with that? I, I said, no, you can leave. Just don't. I like bit down on that laugh earlier and it still came out. <laughs> I like really tried to hold it in. I specifically leave the part out where I say it's hard so the fucking Discord doesn't. <laughs> the spoiler chat just doesn't become the horniest place on earth. <laughs> and even though what we're saying is funny right now, please cut it. Because <laughs> I'm serious about those Discord fucks. <laughs> We can't give him an inch. You're going to have to say something way worse for it to get cut. <laughs> Don't try to bait me. <laughs> All right, Beck, do you want to try to bait him? <laughs> Cal looks real hard at Beck. Beck gets an erection. <laughs> <laughs> That's not appropriate, Beck. <laughs> Even though you could read into it some other way, what we have here is a father-son type dynamic. Oh, yeah. No, for so sure. So knock it off. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Which one of you is the step? <laughs> I'm the daddy. I'm the daddy. <laughs> so now it's in your hands, Zach. What you unleash on the world. <laughs> it's on the edit, baby. It's on the edit. We'll see. Stevie, you gotta. You you, you should get going then. You're gonna. You have to meet him. Well, yeah. I, I was just popping out because I'm hungry. Oh, are you meeting him in the subway? Oh, right. Yeah, they're gonna meet me like down. Yeah, they're gonna meet me down. If you're meeting them in the subway, couldn't you have just gotten a sandwich there? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so stupid. Why no, do no, you no. talk like Stevie, that? Stevie, you're not stupid. You're just at the beginning of your life and you've got a lot to learn. Yeah. But I believe in you, kiddo. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. Okay, well, do you guys want to like come with me or I don't think they should see us. But uh if you wanted to I don't know, FaceTime us from your phone pocket or something. Or yeah. from your your shirt pocket yeah with your phone in it yeah i'll put you in my hoodie pocket i mean i've already got your earbuds in all the time so like that's that's kind of my steez right so like they're not gonna know that i thought your name was stevie steezy and they're not gonna know that i've got one earbud that's what? talking to you guys Back. i thought their name was stevie yeah no steezy is like a thing that you say they say like kids say it like we say it uh, oh, everybody says <laughs> here in the city in 2022, all the kids are saying Steezy. And at that moment, you see a familiar car turn the corner inside this parking garage and pull up next to you. How familiar? Well, how much do you know about Julia Summers? No. Oh. <laughs> the intern... Jeremy and what he drives. <laughs> Cal, uh, to, answer, to answer your car. question, Cal looks over and says, "Who the fuck is that?" <laughs> I think if it's if it's an intern, it can. Yeah. Beck would know. Who got you coffee and energy drinks earlier, like yesterday, and like for your jobs and stuff? All was the this time? someone that was running alongside yes. our car? <laughs> Absolutely. This is Jeremy. 
Dude, Cal, it's Jeremy. And sitting shotgun is the side. <laughs> oh no, I'm just gonna wait for Luke to like describe what you guys see sitting shotgun. Nice. Hell yeah, that's also perfectly in time with when I need to be. <laughs> Let's get down to the end of the ep. Cal Colorado in the driver's seat of his Mercedes C-Class. Beck Wilder sitting shotgun. And pulling up is the car of Jeremy, the City Action News intern. He's driving and sitting shotgun. What do they see? Julius opens the door, hops out of the passenger seat, looks at Jeremy uh, thanks. Slams the door and uh, goes to get in the back seat of Cal's car. Cal um, presses the lock button and crank like rolls down the driver's window just a tad. Which makes sense because when you look at Julius Summers, you see uh, he is covered in blood and like bits of brain and flesh. Oh, shit. What? Oh shit! We're all good. Uh, you got promotions. I got promotions. Julius, dude, dude, Julius, you're Who, covered. What's the? Yeah, Julius, you are. Oh, uh, uh, there's a lot of viscera on you. There was uh, water features and stuff like a fountain. It got all wet. Yeah. What? <clears throat> Julius, yeah. Julius, uh, dude, blo- that's, that's blood fountain. That's, that's blood, dude. Are you hurt? Julius looks down at himself and is like, "I'm f- fine. My face hurts a little bit, but uh." I'm what, good. What do we see if we look at his face specifically? Blood, fucking no, blood. no, uh, but no, like specific face trauma. No wounds or injury. You can't really. You wouldn't really be able to tell through no, the blood. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and he seems maybe there's like a a hole in his shoulder, and yeah, uh, he's probably like kind of holding it, yes. even a little bit. Jul- Julius, um, just so we're clear here, you think you're just a little wet right now. Yeah, and it'll and be fun. From, from water? From the fountain. Well, if you were, wouldn't I be terrified? Because that's my phobia. <laughs> <laughs> that's a wrap on the episode. <laughs> God damn it. Holy shit. Holy shit. And you said pieces of viscera like brain? Yeah. Wow. Oh. Wow. Uh oh. What's happening now? <laughs> Holy shit. And it's all my fault. Cause my life is great. And it's all my Or if I do, my mom would say. God damn. See, old women were terrifying in the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) That aesthetic was not fucking chill. (laughs) (laughs) See, that was like an Andrew Dice Clay uh, (laughs) crowd shot. Whoa! He made his mistake relatable! Teachable moment! Hell yeah, Raffi. Even Raffi makes mistakes!
Okay. I can't believe he did it. And we back, 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 and we back. And welcome, everyone, to the 26th episode of season two of Pretending to be People. I'm curious, guys. We've we've been through a lot, and it's been a while. And last we left you, we left you on a bit of a cliffhanger. But let's not talk about that. We just did four full episodes as real, different real, characters. I don't, hey, I don't know if it's the headphones. You sound crazy blown out to me. Yeah. So you might want to check that before we. What the fuck were you talking about? I was trying to think of words that rhymed with all your names. <laughs> all right, let's run it down. Joe. Have you ever seen Joe blowing his load down by the bay? <laughs> that's and, as far as I got. <laughs> okay, well, let's go to Thomas. Uh, that's where I got stuck. Right, so I guess <laughs> me next probably would be um, easier. Have you ever seen Zach attack a rack of snacks down by the, ba- the shack where he's at? Down by down the bay. By the bay. <laughs> Mac. Have you ever seen Justin busting down by, by the bay? bay. <laughs> could have longer. It was Justin. like Michael Unicycle. I, I was taking inspiration from the man himself. What? Michael on a unicycle. Yeah. He just yeah. said, have you ever seen Michael? Unicycle. And then he paused and he said, unicycle down by the <laughs> bay. Well, rhymes with Thomas. <laughs> Promise. No. <laughs> oh okay is that the only thing thomas <laughs> um i dude i don't know my last name is a lot more i mean your whole oh right that would have been the move can't think of anything that rhymes with that either i saw <laughs> i saw thomas cox box a fox eating locks in his socks kicking rocks kicking rocks getting off his rocks getting off <laughs> yeah he down can slam around it all that yeah down by the bay so everyone's jerking off, yeah. except for me. I'm attacking a rat. <laughs> uh, well, I was boxing is, a fox. Oh, is okay. that code? Is that a euphemism? No, 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 no. We were just Sorry, both. I was just attacking the rat. You gotta do me now. <laughs> I saw Luke eating puke down by the Have bay. Have you ever seen Luke eating so much cum that he pukes down by the bay? Oh, no. Oh, Never wow. eat the beach Real cum. good energy. <laughs> Definitely a good take to stick with. Down by the <laughs> Down bay. Down by the bay. <laughs> and it's all my fault! In season two, episode 16 of the Pokemon anime, Go West, Young Meowth, Meowth reveals that he stumbled across a female Meowth when he was young and fell head over heels for her. She didn't return his affection, though, because she had a rich trainer and said Meowth and saw Meowth as a street Meowth (laughs) who couldn't impress her because he wasn't human. So Meowth decided to make himself as human as he could. He learned to walk on two legs by watching people practice at a local dance academy, which also (laughs) just so happens to offer pronunciation lessons. (laughs) Over time, and with a little help from a picture book, he learned to sound out words. Unfortunately, that didn't impress the female Meowth, who went so far as to call him a freak. A broken-hearted Meowth eventually left to join Team Rocket, because Rocket was the first word he ever understood the meaning of. (laughs) According 
to the logic of this episode, then, there isn't anything special about Meowth that makes him able to talk to humans. Theoretically, any Pokemon that is able to speak their own name articulately could learn our language. They just need the proper motivation, a little help, and a lot of determination. That makes us wonder why more Pokemon haven't bothered to learn our language. <laughs> yep. It took Pikachu almost 20 years to finally speak in Pokemon, I Choose You, and that might have just been a hallucination. And he, <laughs> ne- he even needed help from Ryan Reynolds and a pretty wild plot twist to speak in the Detective Pikachu movie. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't Pikachu have been motivated to talk to Ash way before that? Wait, was Pikachu in love with Ash? Because love was the only, like romantic love was the only thing to drive a Pokemon right. previously to learn English. I don't English. think he was. Uh, but then again, having more Pokemon speak like humans would probably ruin some of the magic of the franchise. Pika, pika! It's part of the series' charm that they can only say their names. It also makes Meowth special. Of course, maybe Pikachu doesn't care about Ash as much as Team Rocket's <laughs> Meowth cared about the other Meowth. Oh, so they were on the same. They were on the same page yeah. as me. Yeah, that was written by Seamus Kelly. Thanks, Seamus. Wow, what a <laughs> Radio Hedge Fund. Nice says. <laughs> It does also make Team Rocket idiots. They want to capture a nondescript Pikachu because he is in some way special, and yet they have a talking Meowth, (laughs) the only one in the world. This little guy is beyond special, and yet they mistreat him all the time. Chris says, Slow King also spoke in Pokemon 2000. Slow King. Dude, I'm so slow king stoked for this uh, this episode we're I about am to record. Too. 